Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, so we have been following the stories around Ghislaine Maxwell and her arrest on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hey, bitches. And uh, specifically, mm. we've been fascinated by Ghislaine Mas- Maxwell because of her. Masks well. well <laughs> or exactly. tried to, but she, she sure did. did. That dumb lady. Um, <laughs> she uh, was the. I guess I would say right-hand woman, uh, co-conspirator, uh, co-criminal. Uh, to Sexual assaulter in yep, her own right. Yep, to Jeffrey Epstein. And so since we followed Filthy Rich, the uh, Netflix docuseries, which if you have not watched yet, you should watch because it will make you far more interested in, in this, this story. Um, we got more news about Ghislaine today. Yeah, you know, this is, I, I said this yesterday, this is a story that keeps on giving, and I know you're like, why are you starting your show with all these, like, nasty ladies? Well, look, here's the thing. I, in this moment, this is the story that I am continue to be fascinated by, because it's kind of, yes, there's the actual story, it's gross, ew. Welcome to the world! However, there's also these different layers, right? So, I mean, you've got the royal family you've mm-hmm. got filthy rich people you've got this jeffrey epstein who died in a prison cell like there is just this is cinematic under in its, suspicious circumstances in the arc of the story it's cinematic to say the least and mm-hmm. so whatever i see headlines and the headline i saw that i wanted to share with you today came actually not from the new york post who's sort of the you know the um, tabloid of record when it comes to Ghislaine maxwell stories because they're right there on the beat a lot of you know just just throwing all sorts of stuff up. But uh, when it comes to the New York Times, it, that's it's more rare to see these headlines um, about Ghislaine Maxwell. So when I saw one, I was like, ooh, I want to hear what the New York Times has to say about this nasty lady. Um, the headline yesterday was Ghislaine Maxwell tried to hide when the FBI knocked. And I was like, okay, this is the kind of stuff I want to know. Like, what mm-hmm. did she do in this moment? Like, where was she? Because there was, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell was on the run, essentially. Yeah. She wasn't actively on the run, but she knew her days were numbered and was acting that way. She'd bought a home for cash. She really had, it's so funny to me that she seemingly thought she could avoid public detection or at least detection by authorities by doing some like you know um bait and switch kind of stuff where shady stuff shady stuff she bought a house for cash Mm -hmm. she um would like order stuff off amazon with her friend's uh account all the things that would set all the red flags up when they did inevitably catch up with her right yeah and and like so many more and a couple that are just going to make you laugh but 
So I'm just like, wow, she really, like, she is acting like a guilty person. So you know how there's this thing sometimes when, like, you apply sort of like a TV show um, standard to a real-life story, and you we tend to over-theatricize, mm-hmm. theatricalize mm-hmm. Um, events? No, th- this is, like, straight out of, like, a TV series or movie because Ghislaine Maxwell, you know, she's hiding out um, in this home. She'd been moving, apparently, like, a lot. Um, so she gets to this house, and then the FBI comes a-knocking on her door. Knock, knock, knock. FBI, hi, we'd like to take you away. Um, she, and they can see her do this, because, like, it's the FBI. Like, this is the thing that's so laughable. Did you not think the FBI's... Like, girl, they're going to find you wherever mm. you are. I don't care what lengths your rich pants think... They can go, right? So they knock, knock, knock. Hi, FBI. She's like, ooh, I know what I'll do. I'm going to hide from these people. I just won't answer the door. Does that work? I mean, it works when you're trying to avoid, you know, the cable guy or the door-to-door salesman in the neighborhood. Yeah, or right? like that the Jehovah's works. Witness. Like, sorry, right. guys. I'm, I'm, not, I'm good with I'm Jesus. Not home. I, don't, I don't need your help. But it um, doesn't work when it's the authorities. So she's at this remote property in New Hampshire. It's July 2nd. Um, and uh, so they, they break through the locked gate, the FBI does. They go to the front door. They're like, knock, 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 FBI. Um, they go, hey, Ghislaine, I'm going to need you to open the door. Now, through a window, because they're watching her. She's like, I'm not here. She's like, oh, I'll just back away slowly. And I'm going to sneeze. So I want you to oh, okay. I dance. thought you were being Ghislaine in that moment. That, <laughs> that she was concerned about no, sneezing, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> through a window, the agents see her, ignore their order, and, quote, flee to another room in the house, quickly shutting the door behind her. Oh, honey. That's not going to work with the FBI. I mean... As rich and as fabulous as you think you are, the FBI is going to get their man. I'm actually surprised she didn't just stand in front of them and shut her eyes. Like, you can't Or, like, open the door and she's behind the door. Like, maybe they'll just come in and not see her behind the door. Like, Like, oh, where'd she go? Like we used to do when we were kids to try to fool our parents or, you know, or, like, hide under a blanket on the couch. So they, they open the door... Because FBI, they then forcibly, quote unquote, took her into custody. Now, during a search of the house, this is the piece that I thought was delightfully fascinating. Again, we're talking about Ghislaine Maxwell. She's been, you know, trying to like, I didn't do anything. I haven't talked to Jeffrey. By the way, Barry, the lead, you weren't here on Friday. There was a story about how she was like, um, I really didn't hang out with Jeffrey for like the last 10 years. So mm-hmm. I don't really know what he's up to. So like, I don't know anything. I don't know. Okay. Are you, do you, do you uh, think we're down? Also, even if that was true and not patently provably false as it actually is, um, allegedly all these crimes, some of the crimes that she's being alleged to have uh, engaged in, sexual assault, grooming, all that kind of stuff, goes back to as early as the 90s, which is far more than 10 years right. ago. So nice try, right. Ghislaine, while you're hiding. This is the same woman who thought she could hide in her powder room from the FBI and not be taken <laughs> into custody. Anyway, don't back to the story. kind of also, I'm sorry to, no, no, to no, double back fine. on it, but don't you wonder what's going through her head in that moment? Like, does she actually think this is going to work? Like she puts a coat, like couple coats on her. Yeah. 
Like maybe they won't notice the pile in the or corner like, of the bedroom. Or like like a chair. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like if I don't move, they won't see me. So they take her into custody. Like now T-Rexes. they're searching the house. And investigators find something curious on the top of a desk. Oh, is it is it Galen? <laughs> no, they already taken her into custody. Oh, sorry. Okay. They She's found like a statue. They found a quote cell phone wrapped in tinfoil on top of a desk. Girl. Now, she seems to have thought that that would shut down her signal so they wouldn't be able to that find that her. would a uh, evade allow her to evade detection by law enforcement oh my she google gosh. like how to avoid the fbi just wrap your cell phone in tinfoil girl you might want to wrap your head in tinfoil <laughs> because that is the dumbest thing i've ever heard oh my word first of all you got to get a burner honey don't have no real phone mm-hmm. go get your burner you're gonna have to change burners like every 48 hours Stock up. those signals are going to start be bopping around and the FBI going to be listening. Trust me, if I wanted to get away, I would know what to do. Not really, but I learned a thing or two from Katie Holmes. Anyway, <laughs> back to Ghislaine Maxwell. I do love the words that they use to like, which they interpreted, the authorities interpreted as, quote, a seemingly misguided effort to evade detection by law enforcement. Yeah, because it's the New York Times. They're like, yeah. this lady is so dumb. She thought if she wrapped her phone in foil that she wouldn't be... <laughs> oh. Like, this woman. But seriously. they can't quite say that, can't they? But no, I, they can't. What, no but they're will. like, Ms. Maxwell seems to be under the impression... Because we can say that kind of stuff, though, because yeah. we're not She's journalists. a boob and a tool and allegedly engaged in criminal sexual activity and perjury and facilitating the sexual abuse of minors so that's what we're dealing with um and by the way also i just find it fascinating that you would hide in the place that you would choose to hide a 156 acre property yeah that to me feels like like if i wanted to hide Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna hide by drawing attention like like, oh, who bought the new 156-acre property over there? Right. In cash. Some right. lady with In dark cash. hair. Yeah. yeah. I would be like... I'd be like... airbnb it? Well, yes. Or I would be like behind like a, a pallet of toilet paper at a Costco warehouse somewhere. Right. Like... I, I also don't know... <laughs> she didn't change her appearance at all. So that's the other thing. Like, I would be wearing those... Uh, Groucho Marx glasses all the time. Yeah, like, yeah cuz that dye would not draw hair. attention no, to you. Right. But you at know, draw, dye your hair a different color, well, maybe she, put on 50 pounds. I will like, say that when they spotted her outside of um what was it? The In-N-Out Burger. She must have been at LA at some point and she was spotted by an In-N-Out Burger and it was like the last publicly seen photo of her. Mm. And in the first photo, she's like wearing her glasses and she's like, "What?" Um with her burger, and then clearly she was like, oh, they're looking at me. So she takes her glasses off and, like, tousles her hair to make herself look a little better, and then smiles. Oh, for goodness sake. I Now I'm looking at the yeah. pictures. Yeah. This is, this is a woman who deserves to be exactly where she is. I will say, if you're interested, um, we talked a little bit about this yesterday. She allegedly, when she took over as, like, um, Jeffrey Epstein... Jeffrey Epstein's number one lady. She took the role from a, this like Swedish model who apparently was not having Jeffrey Epstein's um, 
disgusting behavior. Okay, now I want to hear more about her. So she, her name is like Uva Shmamuva or something. Um, no, she's probably a very delightful woman. But she, from what I remember reading, was like not. There were no women like coming and going at all hours, giving massages. She was like keeping the compound on lockdown. She was keeping him under like a, wow. a tight thumb. Apparently, that might have been the reason why he didn't want any of that. So he fired Elaine came over, and then the people that worked around the house were like, "Yeah, all of a sudden, ladies started showing up, and she started, you know, bringing women in at all hours, and there were massages oh and all gosh. that stuff." So, well, I do want you to know that today she will be uh, in a hearing this afternoon in Manhattan Federal Court. Uh, it, she is expected to plead not guilty, and there will be at least one victim uh, present by video okay. conference. So that's what's happening this afternoon. So there will be more news tomorrow. Good. So if you don't like it, I don't care. When we come back on the <laughs> wow. Colleen and Bradley show, Elizabeth Reese is bringing all the dirt straight from Hollywood with a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese is here and she's brought all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hello. Hello, friends. Nice to hear your voices. Nice also to hear yours. yours. You know, um, this Naya Rivera story is just so sad. And it's oh. just, I, I, you know, some stories you just kind of really relate to and go down a deep, dark hole, I think, because yeah. I have kids around her kids, her child's age. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's it, this also is a story where it's like it was tragic to begin with. And then the more you learn, oh. the more tragic it is so her glee co-stars um many of them went to the lake where naya rivera uh drowned uh leaving her four-year-old son behind he was found sleeping on the boat that they'd rented he made it back to the boat and he didn't know what happened to his mom she didn't make it and um which is just another oh i just am like have a life preserver with you all the time um but they were all standing there by the lake praying for her as authorities were searching for her body. And now um, they're saying that that it was shortly after that prayer that her body was found. So a bunch of her co-stars were standing hand in hand, um, wearing masks. They were looking over the lake and um and honoring their lost co-star it's so heartbreaking that picture just like brings you that to picture your knees. is really haunting because yeah. it's the picture of you can see them from behind uh-huh. and they're looking out over the water yeah it's very sad oh, I, very it's heartbreaking. Just, I know it's a t- it's just a really it's just a tough one you guys it is a tough one um elizabeth chambers has filed for divorce from army hammer so we mm. found out over the weekend that they were splitting after 10 years of marriage, but now she has officially filed the paperwork. Um, she filed it the same day the couple announced their split in a joint statement. They are citing irreconcilable differences, and she is asking... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world and the beauty of it is that i bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe download and subscribe to uap on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. ...to be awarded primary physical custody of their children who are five and three with joint legal custody for Army Hammer. So we'll see. Um, we There's blind items. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, the blind items say they're swingers, which, you know, clearly they liked to swing. Okay. But all that sounds like a lot of effort and a lot So much work, right? So, so much work. So much work. Like, I that's, need hobbies that's people that don't who take that have, like, somebody to take care of their kids right. and clean their house. Right. They don't have to do anything, so they're like, let's just have sex with other people. Right, and um, let's arrange it, and let's create this whole rule book, of, and then make sure that everyone's adhering to the rules. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, but that whole thing about the joint statement, irre- irreconcilable differences, um, I think their statement was just very like positive and kind of... It, it reminded me totally of the Cutler-Cavallari yep, split. Yep, yep. And so I, it makes me think that from... Because she also wanted to get custody of the kids, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. It just makes me feel like we're going to hear more about this story, you know, in the next few days and, and uh, mm-hmm. weeks. Perhaps yeah, things were not as copacetic as they want us to believe. Yeah, I think that's certainly possible. Certainly possible. Um, yes, they said 13 years as best friends, soulmates, partners, and then parents. It's been an incredible journey. And um, here we go. Is that that's what marriage is becoming now? It's just a journey, and then you, you come and then to you the end, end of it whenever you point. want. Maybe right. we should adjust the marriage vows to just say that um, till whenever we're done, do part. Maybe till whenever the journey's yeah, until over. You're, you're ready when the journey until we're ready until to we're consciously satis- couple satisfied with the journey. I don't when know. They say now, death do us part. Yeah, I mean, I don't know feeling a little archaic it, right? i get it no i mean you know everybody has their own thing going on but yeah. it does seem like a lot of them in hollywood seem to run their course more quickly than maybe the rest of it's true us. although i don't have any statistical evidence to back that up so i shouldn't really say it um jimmy fallon returns to the tonight show studio making an emotional return saying any type of normalcy feels great i think that's true it is true sort of after you <laughs> get over the hump of anxiety yes I know, Colleen. I feel like any sense of normalcy. What is that? I feel happy. Like when I sat down at a restaurant, it felt very happy to me. I am jealous of you. Well, I know. And I know not everybody's there yet for a myriad of reasons, right? I mean, there's there, and I respect all those choices. It's just that I'm going to tell you that when you sit down and you have someone come up to your table and just say, what can I get for you? It feels real good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'll tell you what's gonna what's what normalcy is gonna feel real good for me. What is it? Is when I go in to some sort of clinic and they say this will only hurt for a second, and it's the vaccine, and I will say thank you. I know boy, that will feel normal to me. It is looking more and more challenging for this vaccine. Yeah, though. I was just watching um, some news coverage of that yesterday, talking about how. The antibodies that you get after you have COVID don't seem to be lasting very long, my friends. Yes. Which makes a vaccine very challenging mm-hmm. if your antibodies that you develop only last two to three months. Because what are you going to do? Go in there every two months and get it? I will. I guess. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I know. It's Why hard. does everything have to be so hard? Uh, it's just life, man. That's Why the way it is. We are, man. That is so true. Aaron Andrews um, spoke out. 
after Dancing with the Stars ousts her and her co-host Tom Bergeron. So they say they are going in a different direction. And um, Tom Bergeron issued a very gracious statement, and so did Aaron Andrews, saying, Thank you, ABC, and the entire Dancing with the Stars family for six memorable seasons. Those years wouldn't have been as special without my loving host, Tom Bergeron, the talented dancers, and witty judges. Weird. I, I mean, I'm just curious, like, what are the, what's the new direction? I don't know. Like what other direction? I bet can they there's go? like we gotta we gotta get young and hip, and Tom Bergeron's yeah. just not young and hip. I mean, and he's I can probably hear too some... expensive. He's well, been on there for 15 years. That's true, true. Good point. I mean, I don't know what they're gonna do, or maybe are they thinking like, let's just release them for their from their contract, so we don't have to pay them while we figure out how we're well, even gonna do this show and if we even can. I was gonna say it right? was weird timing that they would like jettison these two in the midst of a moment where I doubt that there's any production happening. So. Why, what's the reason now, right? I know. I I, I think it's got to be a cost-saving measure, though. And it probably has to do with their contracts and yeah. that they're contracted for a certain amount of time mm. and then they just didn't want to pay them. Yeah. Because, I don't know, everything has to do with money, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't it? Oh, welcome to America. It's marketing, money, and cigarettes. Oh, Elizabeth, <laughs> Elizabeth Reese, thank you so much for that dirt alert. Thanks, guys. Hey, thank we you. need somebody to play the 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds, five pop culture questions. If you get them all right, you'll win a prize. We do it every day at 1230 right here on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. We're going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And this is your 30 second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. Who was on the phone today, Colleen? Who's on the phone today, Holly? It's Julie. And, Julie, uh, Julie, Bobo. What is Julie playing for? She's playing for this. An access code to get an early digital screening of the movie Radioactive starring Ooh. Rosamund Pike as Madame Curie. It's out July 24th. Oof, I'm really awesome. excited to see that. Julie, timer will begin after I ask the first question. Are you ready to go? Sure. Okay, here we go. Scarlett Johansson plays what character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Catwoman? No. Wonder Woman? No. Yes, I don't know it. Tia and Tamara Maori starred in what 90s sitcom? Twin Sisters or something. Close. I don't know. Who plays the Fonz on Happy Days? Uh, um, Yep. Who is Donald Duck's uncle? Scrooge. Joe Camel was a... Oh, Julie. Oh, Julie, I'm so sorry you didn't she win the 30-second pop culture challenge, but you can she try again hard. tomorrow because we do it every day at 1230 right here on the Colleen and Bradley show. Okay, let's get to those questions she didn't get correct. Scar Joe plays whom? <laughs> the Black Widow. Black Widow. And Tia and Tamara starred in... Sister, Sister. And uh, Joe Camel was a mascot for what kind of product? Siggy's. Siggy's. God, a, I'd love a Siggy. A spokesperson, so to speak. Remember oh. back in the olden days when you could just light up anywhere? Any old place, man. No diseases. Any place. No mm-hmm. worries. 
mean, the world was <laughs> actually a worse place, but there was no pandemic. So. so it feels so we have fond memories of the time when you could <sighs> light up one of those sticks any old place. <laughs> Save up your cartons of cigarettes mm. for camel points and then get a cool towel. Mm-hmm. I got a really nice um, lighter. From saving up your camel points? Well, mine were Marlboro Man things or whatever. Whatever the Marlboro equivalent. Were you like a, did you like the reds or the lights? I was a medium. Or the ultra lights? No, I was medium. Did you get a fanny pack that said Marlboro mm-hmm. Marlboro Man? I wish. <laughs> Bradley just strolled around town in his Marlboro Man fanny hey, pack. Hey, like my fanny pack. All right. Now that we've answered all those questions. A gay joke. We can move on to solve some mysteries, and we do that in the form of blind items that Holly has brought for us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. All right, our first celebrity gossip mystery for Colleen and Bradley to solve is is as follows. Always struggling for money for her fashion line and investors wary after tons of losses, this foreign-born A-list celebrity has a plan. She's going to start a new line with a future family member and get them to invest their money. Hmm. My first thought is probably incorrect. Okay. So I'm going to say it anyway because we have to fill space. Oh, good. Thank you for pulling back the curtain. How how this works. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to say Donald Duck. No. um, is Is it Rihanna? No, I didn't think so. Foreign-born, a minusless celebrity, yeah, is going to be, um, um, oh no, it's not Meghan Markle. That's so dumb. always struggling for money for her fashion line. That means she's already got a fashion line and it's struggling. Yes. Also, we got to know this person originally because <gasps> of their membership in a music group. Oh. Uh, huh. uh, who? Cardi B. It's Back not... in the 90s. Oh, oh, oh. Victoria Beckham? Victoria Beckham. Pew, Ooh, pew, pew. Yeah. And it's going to be a future family member? Yes. Yeah, because her son just got engaged. Oh. Yes. So it's probably her son, Brooklyn Beckham's financy. Financy. Exactly. And her financy. name is Nicola Peltz. So let me fill in the blank Ooh, for gonna you. going to have a line of furs? Oh, that's cute. That's cute. So, always struggling for money for her fashion line and investors wary after tons of losses, Victoria Beckham has a plan. Victoria Beckham is going to start a new line with her future daughter-in-law, Nicola Peltz, and have Nicola Peltz invest their money in the fashion line. Now, note Nicola Peltz comes from a family of billionaires. Her father is a guy named Nelson Peltz, and he runs a lot of stuff, including but not limited to Wendy's. He's on the boards of Procter and Gamble, etc. So he's got mm. a lot of so money. So she's just gonna cash that check. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Be like, oh, I have this great idea, and it's gonna include uh, can your you daughter. Imagine what that's like. Like, oh, mom, I'm gonna get married to this lady. Oh, who is she? Oh, she's just the kid of a billionaire's. And then mom's like, excellent. I'm going to dip my toes in the lake called money. <laughs> next. Blinded by the item. Our next celebrity gossip mystery. Detectives have questioned the A-list mogul slash wannabe rapper about the death of his ex. Mm. Several people have reached out to police to say they believe 
the woman was murdered. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Unsolved Mysteries. What? Okay, detectives, A-list, A-list mogul, mogul wannabe, slash wannabe rapper. rapper. Yes. Wannabe, wannabe rapper. Well, he is a rapper, and he has released many songs. He and, just wants to be better. Albums. I suppose, according to NT Lawyer, yes. Okay. And his ex died. Yes. Oh, 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 yeah. Di- uh, oh, what was her name? Was it a surprise? She passed away unexpectedly, yes. Yes, and she, it was very young. Yes. What is his name? Oh, I totally remember we talked about this story. Everybody was, like, coming out and saying how sad they were, and she disappeared, or she died unexpectedly. Oh, I can't think. Give I don't remember hints. this at you all. You will when she says it. Just say it. The rap hip-hop star is Diddy. What was her name? Oh, and her name was yes. Kim Porter. Kim Porter, Kim Porter, oh, Kim Porter. Yes. I forgot about that. <gasps> I'm clapping no. for no one because we didn't get it. And but. also, that's a sad story. So oh, I'm, yeah. Well, I'm just glad that we brought light to the truth. Mm-hmm. Let me fill in the blank oh. for you. So detectives has questioned Sean P. Diddy Combs about the death of his ex, Kim Porter. Several people have reached out to police to say they believe Kim Porter was murdered. Mm-hmm. Now, the story today is that Kim Porter's ex and the father of her oldest son, Quincy, I'll be sure, has a theory about what really happened to Kim Porter. The official cause of death was low-bar pneumonia for Kim Porter, but he doesn't think she passed away from that. He thinks that it was a homicide. Dun-dun-dun. And so he went on his Instagram story to uh, elaborate on his theory. Interesting. Interesting. And apparently that theory has enough traction where authorities are reaching out to people and asking a few questions of them. Okay. Fascinating. All right. Next. Next. Another celebrity gossip mystery. Here we go. She won't pay money owed to sweatshop workers, so it shouldn't be a surprise. The A-minus list reality star with a lucrative side gig tips 4% on dinner checks. <gasps> Kylie? Kylie Jenner? Oh. You just knew that, though, right? Yeah. And I bet in her mind, she's like, 4% is still a lot for them. Yeah, I'm fine. Because I order a lot of sushi. Well, no, because I go to Nobu and I just order rice. Yeah. Yes, I like rice and I put soy sauce on my rice. Mm-hmm. That's all she eats. Didn't we talk about yeah, that we've one talked time? about that yeah, before. Yeah, we have. So, Which is just like a travesty, right? Like, Nobu is renowned for being the most amazing restaurant and she... She's like the one who goes to the restaurant and, and orders the, like a cheeseburger. <laughs> like you don't get cheeseburger like at, at Nobu. Yeah. Like goes <laughs> to like this like a like a nice beautiful French restaurant and is like I'll just have a cheeseburger. Do you have any chicken nuggets? Mm-hmm. Mm. Are they shaped like the Eiffel Tower? Mm. That's Fill in clever. the blank. Mm-hmm. So Kylie Jenner won't pay money owed to sweatshop workers, which is another story. So it shouldn't be a surprise that Kylie Jenner tips 4% on a dinner check. Mm. Mm-mm. Because if you follow fashion blogs, there have been stories out there that the Kendall and Kylie fashion line has not been paying the bills, so to speak, uh, for their product. Mm. I don't yike it. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Um... On that note, 
something I do like puppies. Puppies. He doesn't want puppies. Right? <laughs> and we have a guest coming up. Bradley, do you want to tell everybody who we're talking to? Yeah, so we're going to talk to the founder and executive director, Rachel Mayrose, of Secondhand Hounds. And they've got this event coming up called Bark in Your Park. And everybody can participate and help raise money for this wonderful local organization. Yay. We're going to talk with Rachel Mayrose when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Thank you for that, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And though on this show, we have two cat owners and a dog owner. We are all dog lovers. As should be, because dogs are better than cats. Okay, that's not the conversation we're having. All critters got a place in the choir. But right now, we're talking about dogs. The choir is singing about dogs. <laughs> so, Bradley, why don't you introduce our next guest? So, we have on the phone with us today Rachel Myros, uh, Mayrose, I'm sorry, Rachel, founder and executive director of Secondhand Hounds. And she's here to tell us all about Bark in Your Park fundraising event, which is taking place this weekend. And everybody, if I read correctly, um, is able to participate. Thanks for joining us, Rachel. Thanks for having me. Super excited to talk about this fun outdoor challenge. And just to clarify, we do actually rescue cats, too. Yay! So we want our cat lovers to participate as well. Oh, perfect. Good. <laughs> I'm a dog fan. I'm, I will say dog too much. I'm a little dog-centric. Yeah. Um, but I love all animals. And so we're <laughs> raising funds to rescue as many dogs and cats as we possibly can um, with Bark in Your Park. And you guys, um, I I read earlier that you guys actually brought in a bunch of dogs over the last weekend, yes. right? You've added uh, yes. quite a few to your family. 77 dogs and 18 cats. So 95 animals came in over the weekend this past weekend. Um, and as you can imagine, that costs us a lot of money to save that many lives, but it's 100% worth it. And, you know, our job right now amidst COVID is to make sure that we can continue doing some fundraising efforts that are safe for the community, but also fun. So we came up with an outdoor virtual challenge um, that, like you said, anybody can do. You know, if you're in Colorado, if you're in Australia, anyone can participate, which is kind of fun and different than our usual 5K. I love this because, like you said, you usually do bark in the park, which is a specific park, and specific people who live or are near that park can show up. But this... Because we are all virtual, I'm hoping you will have record numbers at the Bark in Your Park virtual event. So tell everybody what's different about Bark in Your Park. Yep. So basically, you can do whatever your outdoor challenge is. So you can set your own challenge. For example, I'm doing a 15-mile bike ride with my family. I have heard people are doing a full marathon. I've also heard people are going to eat five ice cream cones outside over the weekend. Okay, so you can <laughs> this is perfect. Your challenge I love it. Whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in, in the whole goal here is to raise money for the animals. And, um, you know, we're thinking that we're going to be down about $200,000 because we're not able to hold in-person events. So we're really hoping that this event will help bridge that gap so we can continue doing the life-saving stuff that we want to do day to day. Um, but it's really cool, and, you know, all we ask is that you ask friends and family to sponsor whatever your challenge is. Like I said, it can be eating ice cream or drinking a glass of wine. It can be whatever you want it to be, and then people sponsor you, and the money goes towards saving animals from high-kill shelters. 
Yes, I was going to say, so Rachel, fun. could you give us uh, an idea of what Secondhand Hounds actually does? Absolutely. So we're a foster-based animal rescue in the Twin Cities, and we take animals from literally all over the world. So we have taken animals from meat market trade in China to the streets of Mexico to our own backyard. So really, we rescue them wherever it's needed. And we bring them to Minnesota if they're not in Minnesota. And we treat them like members of our own families. Our foster parents are wonderful. They take care of them and love them. And then we find them their perfect match. And something that kind of sets secondhand hounds apart is that we take animals that often other rescues can't afford to take. Um, you know, animals with broken bones or other health issues or, you know, behavioral issues. We take those animals and we find them their perfect home after fixing them up. Um, and we also have some really cool programs that set us apart. We have a hospice program where we take old or dying dogs and cats, which is super sad, but we feel like they deserve to be living their life out with dignity and love and all that good stuff. So we have a hospice program. We have a neonatal program for our itty-bitty babies. So we just have a lot of different, you know, things in our organization that we need to fundraise for. I am like, I'm sorry. I'm scrolling through the dog's and cats that are available for she adoption to take and them all home now. I am <laughs> like crying a little bit because they're all so beautiful and 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 you know kind of as you're talking about all the programs you have and all of mm-hmm. these dogs that deserve and cats that deserve to have loving families um right. and all the different ways that you help it is fully inspiring and I am frankly very inspired by the fact that you don't necessarily have to take on a physical challenge because during the time of covid I find eating to be um a challenge enough and so um, really? I'm just saying like maybe I might be signing up to eat some pizzas or something There you go. Right? Cuz yeah, you can do anything. This is so cool. <laughs> just go find a park get a pizza and just devour it on your own. Sounds I think that's good. Like a really great challenge. <laughs> so Rachel, for those um, of, uh, of our listeners who are listening and they want to do this themselves, what's the easiest way to get uh, a challenge started? Yeah, just go to secondhandhounds.org and under our events page, you'll see bark in your park. Very easy to sign up for a team um, and make your own team or just do an individual challenge. Or if you're not interested in doing a challenge, just going there and finding a team to sponsor is wonderful. Um, you know, we are made up of people that donate $10, $20, $50. You don't need to donate a ton to make a huge impact. And actually, today, we have a wonderful donor who's matching all donations. So, so cool. if you can donate today, um, your donation will be matched, and we will hopefully get t- towards that $50,000 goal um, really soon. And you're pretty close. So it would be great if listeners could um, make contributions today because, like you said, they'll be matched, and you're very close to that $50,000 goal. Absolutely. And hopefully we can blow the goal out of the water and get closer to that $200,000 mark of uh, what we think will be lacking because of this pandemic. Well, I we just wish you all the luck in, in reaching and exceeding your goals. And uh, we wish luck to all of your teams for whatever challenge they have chosen to take on. Um, what Thank a you. fun way to kind of expand what you already do every year to meet the need right now so that your needs can get met. And we just want to say thank you, Rachel, for the work you do to um, to love up and uh, and help the animals that we love so much. 
Well, thank you. Thank you for, you know, supporting this effort and for having me on. And uh, hopefully we can get some more people engaged, even as volunteers or fosters. So there's lots of ways to participate. And we just hope to keep spreading the word about rescuing animals and, um, you know, making a difference. Thank you so much, Rachel Mayrose from Secondhand Hounds. Again, just go to secondhandhounds.org. And it's really easy. You know, you click on the Bark in Your Park link. Um, and you can, it's easy to donate there. It's easy to, to sign up for your own challenge you can read there. More about it. Yeah, you can read more about it. You can see all the different uh, challenge teams and learn more about what their challenges are, what they'll, what they'll be doing. Um, I kind of like this because you can support in a number of different ways, yeah. right? You could support individual teams. You could do your own thing. Like it really, wherever you're at, you can help. Exactly. All right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Okay, this is a weird, we're taking a weird left turn. What song gives you nightmares? Like what piece of music, maybe it's a theme song to a movie or a TV show. Maybe it's a song that you listen to on the radio. What song gives you nightmares? 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. 